This is Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Jake. From Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. If this is your first time tuning in to this circus I call a show, we are broadcasting live from downtown beautiful Conroe, Texas. And this is our fifth episode. I can't believe, you know, I've made it five episodes deep. And my my station manager sitting across from me right now, the wonderful Dick Chisler. I got to kiss up as much as I can because... Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm, I I may not make it to a six show. So, but no, no, we, we've had a lot of fun so far. I've enjoyed it, and uh, I'm I'm glad to to see that we've we've made some improvements. I actually have followers on Facebook now. Yay! What's the Facebook page called? The Facebook page is called Jake from Sports Talk. There you go. Check it out. Yep. So if you want to uh, get in touch, get involved with the show as the show goes on. You want to you know talk you know, get involved in the conversation, what we're talking about and stuff. Drop me a line, drop me a message at, uh, at Facebook, Jake from sports talk, or send me an email at Jake from sports talk at gmail.com. Um, get involved with the show. I, we, we're here in Texas. We're going to talk a little football finally for the first time on this show. And, and, you know, the unofficial start to the football season, uh, occurred this past Monday. And that was the sec media week was kicking off. And therefore, it is the unofficial start of the football season. And so I'm going to talk a little Aggies and, you know, Longhorns, Aggies. I know you're out there. I know you're you're strong in the Montgomery County area and around the world. And, uh, you know, Aggies, you're not going to probably like me very much after this show. But that's okay. Get on here and tell me why you don't like me. Tell me why you disagree. And uh, I would love to uh, prove you wrong or, or at least have a intelligent conversation with you. So, But as we uh, do every week, we, uh, we start out the first segment, and we go through what has happened in the past week. And uh, obviously the big thing that happened this last week was the All-Star break from the MLB All-Star game, uh, Home Run Derby, all that good stuff. And we're going we're gonna to dive a little deeper into that a little later in the show. But uh, for just a quick update, Aaron Judge won the Home Run Derby, um, and the American League won the All-Star game 2-1, to 10th uh, inning, Cruz, Home Run, and the top of the 10th to give uh, the AL the 2-1 to one victory. Fun game, and like I said, we'll, we'll get into it, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little more about the significance of it now. Uh, on a tennis note, we do have the Wimbledon going on. I'm not a huge tennis you know, fan, supporter, watcher. Dick, do you like tennis? I mean, do you watch it frequently or no? No, no. I like John McElroy. Or McAvoy. Yeah, he, well, he's entertaining. So, yeah. But I, I do like Wimbledon. I, I That's probably one of the few tournaments. The movie? Dude, that's like a girl movie, dude. No, hush, hush, hush. You and you, you movie nerd jokes. <laughs> uh, I do like the Wimbledon tournament. And so um, out of this tournament, the big shocker and doll got upset uh, on Monday, I believe it was, uh, by Giles Muller. That was a, you know, a big one. And the other one is Venus uh, Williams. Serena is the dominant sister, the one that's got 23 majors and all that great stuff. But Venus is, uh, or Serena is out of this tournament because she is pregnant and she is not playing in this one. But Venus is playing in this one, and I think she's playing rather well 
for, you know, not having the, her sister's eyes competitively on her. Um, and surprisingly well after, you know, what has taken place uh, about a month ago now. And I don't know how many people have heard about this. It wasn't really made, you know, big public news. Um, Serena, or sorry, Venus was in a car accident about a month and a week ago now. I think it was right, yeah, it was, was about right at either the end or the start, end of May or start of June. She was in a car accident, and unfortunately, the other vehicle that she had the accident with, um, one of the pass well, one of the passengers passed or died in the accident. But I want to give you an update. Uh, Novak lost. Djokovic lost today. He lost, he lost today. I'm just letting you know. I'm, I'm on it. What? I, I yeah, I'm your fact checker now. There we go. Be my fact checker. So, what, yeah. what and what uh, to who? Quarterfinal to Berdick. Yeah, okay. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, and then five sets? And then on, uh, Murray lost, too. Yeah, I knew Murray lost. I saw that. Five sets? Uh, I don't know. I don't know these. I don't know how to read it. I just know he's blanked out. He's blanked out. <laughs> <laughs> it, it says... There's my fact checker, baby. Woo! Yeah, I mean, that's what... I, actually, it was weird. It says final, final, final on the other three games, but on this game, it says retired. Oh. So I don't know what that means. Oh, well, that means it, he might have... Um, he might have pulled out due to injury or something. So, I'll, what I'll do is I will go to our, when we go to our first break. break yeah, I'll, we need we need to get our people on the field. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk. We'll we'll send it out to Macaroni. Seven. To it says seven six in the fourth. That's what it says upsets second seeded Novak seven hyphen six. So seven. Then with a two and a parentheses and then a comma and then a two and a hyphen. <laughs> See how are you supposed to interpret what this means? So that means it was seven it, six. That, that means break time. When we get to break time. <laughs> yeah, break time. So anyways, back on. Yes, Venus got in, in into a car accident, and one of the uh, passengers in the other vehicle did die. But the police came out and said this week that um, she's not at fault and um, no charges can be pressed. Uh, but I believe that the um, individuals in the other vehicle are going to still pursue charges. So, or uh, not charges, but sue her in some sort of court line. So... Now, to bring you into the conversation a little more, and this is Dick's strong point, is soccer. Not just soccer, but football. International football. And we're going to talk about the Gold Cup and everything, but just a quick side note. I mean, if you're a casual soccer fan, everybody knows Wayne Rooney. And everybody knows him from, you know, the Mighty Red in Manchester. United, right? Yeah, Man, Man U. Man United. And uh, he, he's he's leaving. He's finally leaving Man U. He's going back to his his home, his original club, right at Everton. I think that's where he uh, first got his professional career it's, started. But I think he's also part of their academy. Oh, was it's actually a big rule in soccer where you have to have so many academy players in your registered squad or homegrown players. Well, yeah, and so there was a and, big concern with this move, though, because of the money issue. They people were saying that Everton shouldn't do this deal if. Rooney's not going to restructure, and it was basically, you know, Man U was going to get screwed over if he didn't restructure as well. So, I, But they kept it on a tight seal. Have they released what the financial stuff was? Uh, yeah. They probably won. And, um, and so, I mean, does this have any effect on Man U? Are they going to go out and get a— um, Well, they did. They got one of the star players from Everton. I think so it was seventy five million dollars. I think it was. It was a clean trade, or well, probably what they did was they valued the player who they're training. It's Lukaku, or I can't really pronounce his last name. He's Belgian. Uh, he they probably put a value to him, and then they subtracted from the value what they valued Rooney at. Okay. 
And then that's why it was like just, or they might have just canceled Wayne Rooney's contract so he can go for free. But I, I, I there's probably some under the table dealings. Yeah, there had to be because I, I remember they were saying that Rooney didn't want to just cancel out the contract because he was going to lose money if he did. Well, that. He's getting paid like three hundred thousand dollars a week. Well, yeah. So, so why would uh, you want to cancel that? Contract? And then, well, but then speaking of contracts, Messi is getting paid how much a week? Well, up to a million, I think. A million dollars a week. I think now. I should have been a soccer player. I could have done it. Well, he's also probably the greatest. He's like the Wayne Gretzky of of soccer, though. Which is when here when you have the great one playing currently, you pay him. Yeah, but I, I, okay, you look at the value. So basketball players right now, NBA players. Their sport is currently bringing in seven seven uh, $7 billion a year of revenue. NFL is bringing in $13 billion a year of revenue. NFL is a way more dangerous sport compared to the NBA, and yet the NBA players are getting more guaranteed money. There's 21 contracts in the NBA that are guaranteed over $100 million in the contract. There are zero in the NFL that are guaranteed over $60 million in their contract. And you look at the comparison, and then you throw in soccer. So now soccer players are year-round, right? I mean, that's they don't have technically an off-season because they, they play— International, and they, they play that. Uh, really, it comes down to—they pay, uh, pay, them, pay them per week. That's their, that's their pay structures per week. And with Messi, though, his brand in itself is probably more valuable than a, a one NBA team. I wonder. So, I wonder could, what they're because they just came out with this thing where Ronaldo get, could get paid four hundred thousand dollars per Instagram post. So there's a value <laughs> to Cristiano Ronaldo and his Instagram followers. So imagine Messi, who's uh, who's even more popular than Ronaldo. That stupidity at its finest. So well, no, hey, if it, if hey, it, no, 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 if no. it's bringing that kind of money, then yeah, no, no. It, well, I, the number one on Instagram I read it was Selena Gomez. And she makes like five hundred thousand. But see, who pays her? Well, it's like if I'm a makeup person or if I'm a product placement person, and I just go to these people and say, "Hey, wear my T-shirts and all that kind of stuff." Um, but I mean, at, at the, at the I, and I'm I am such a supporter of, um, you know, pl- pay, players getting paid and and going out and getting as much money as they could possibly get because, you know, people are always like, "Oh, well, he should take less money to make the team better." I'm never going to tell anybody to take less money because I'm or not go to this team. Well, it depends on what they want. I mean, that's one yeah. thing that the fine line in sports, and that's why I love soccer, is they always want to compete at the highest level. Now, in the past three or four years, the new thing is is China. China now has a lot of money. Or they want to spend a lot yeah. of money on soccer, and they're paying these people triple of what they've been making, and they're just an average player. And but, they're paying crazy amounts of money to get them over there, and they're just they're not average because if you're an average player in a professional site, you're pretty good. Yeah. So I'm not taking that away from them, but uh, but yeah. So I, I mean, because I, I know me, if I was in a in a situation where you know another radio station called and said, Jake, we want you, and we're going to pay you yeah a dollar a day, no triple, I, triple the amount you're making today, <laughs> I would be out of here in a heart. Well, that but that <laughs> happens all the time, and but then you have players like Messi who's probably never going to leave Barcelona cuz he was raised there in a sense, like literally in a sense he was raised there. Yeah. So but yeah, that's why they're paying him that kind of money. So okay, well we just got the 3 minute signal. I want to dive in with the Gold Cup and the US performance against Panama earlier this week and then what you think they're going to do against Marquistador or whatever. One of those other <laughs> Central American countries. Uh no, the uh one thing I, I love about the 
the concaf gold cup is how thuggish the games are uh like if you watch the game da, 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 and a lot da, of people da, da, expect da, da. usa to always win and they're they're okay at soccer folks they're okay and which is good it's good to be a better than the rest of the world who play soccer because i think they're like number 32 or something ranked in the fifa we're that high yeah we're pretty high up there yeah, that's, uh, that's impressive i would have guessed but the 50s. with with concaf the people they have the reputation of being really thuggish players uh, Central America play rough. And one thing about this game, you were talking about the game earlier, how we should have lost that game. And I'm like, there wasn't even one yellow card throughout the whole game, which is really hard to do in any professional soccer game. But I think if you look at the average American, you know, just average con consumer of soccer who's not a big soccer fan, they probably like that version of soccer a little bit, a little more physical. No? I mean... It, it is, but it also... It changes the style of play. Yeah, because a lot of the stuff isn't the fundamentals that they're running the game. It's more of just we have to react because we don't know how to. It's chaotic. You're getting people who are just pushing you around, and you have no idea where the ball is going to go because you just got tripped. And if you watch the replay or if you watch the recording of the game, you'll notice most of the breakaways happen because somebody got thrown on the ground, and yeah. no one called. The ref didn't call anything, and it's just <laughs> kind of like half the time the players are just raising their hand, like, "What? What just happened?" Well, yeah, but I mean, that, that's, I mean, there's there's some entertainment to that as well, yes. But if from a diehard soccer fan, I can understand where it's like that, well, I'm losing well, out people on People complain soccer. about the diving, and there's a reason why people dive, because they get pushed around like that. And if they're not going to call it, like probably one of my favorite videos to check out on YouTube just to see, type in Lionel Messi uh, never dives. And, of course, he's probably dived once in his career, but these videos are compilations of people like literally jumping on his back. <laughs> and pulling him down. He's only five foot seven. He's a tiny yeah, dude. Yeah, he's not a big guy. And these defenders are six three, six eight, and they're just literally piggybacking on him to bring him down. And that's like what people have to do. He's so good. That's the only way to defend against him is to throw him on the ground. And and I, I was watching one of them, and I was like, how are these people just not getting cards? Because it's so obvious what they're doing. Like they're putting the hand on the shoulder yeah. and just pulling him down. Oh well, yeah. So thank you for sticking around and talking about that. I, I know you've got. You know, well, the game's stuff. tonight. It's a, so what do you? It's what do you, I guess what's your prediction for tonight? Oh, we're probably gonna score two goals. And two the other goals. team, I mean, that's one thing that I don't like about Americans. Uh, Americans in soccer is our defense isn't as well structured as you know Italy or anything like that. Well, Who's that was known? the problem I saw with the Panama game. Their defense just looked terrible. Oh yeah, our goalkeeping is not very good. Tim Howard's not no longer playing, uh, and so it's just kind of if you don't have that kind of grade of a player, at least in the defensive area it's, when he was a leader too this yeah. goalie doesn't look like he's too much of a leader no. so. so all right guys well we're gonna go to a break and when we come back we're gonna talk a little nba madness um stay tuned don't forget you can follow the show on uh google play soundcloud or not soundcloud google play itunes at jake from sports talk and uh, go check me out at facebook at jake from sports talk or email me, get involved with the show, get involved in the conversation. Let me know what you think is going to happen with the soccer game tonight. All right, guys, we'll, uh, we'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. 
That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We were coming out there real quick at the end of the break. I was was up against the clock there, so I want to quickly repeat that, yeah, you can... um, Download the uh, the Lone Star Community Radio state, uh, radio app on Google Play and iTunes, and you can follow this show specifically on both of those platforms as well on any Android or Apple product. Um, you can follow this show on Facebook. Hopefully, we'll have. Uh, I'm working on a Twitter and even a, potentially an Instagram. I'm talking to a, a sweet lady about that. Maybe getting expanding the social media platform for the show. But then as well, go and uh, go like the uh, the station, Lone Star Community Radio Station uh, Facebook page as well. There's tons of great content here uh, on this station. A lot of it's community-based, and that's the great thing about the station. It's it's a wonderful platform for, you know, just people to get involved. And, I mean, I, I, I can't thank Dick enough for just allowing me to be here and, and having my own show and that sort of situation. I, I mean, that's, that's great for somebody in, in my shoes and in, in my position. So, um Again, Dick, thank you. I, I really do appreciate it. All right, that's it. You don't have to do anymore. <laughs> but uh, real quick, back on to the messy making a million dollars a week. What okay. would you What would you do with a million dollars a week? What would you buy? What would be the first thing you'd purchase? I would I would purchase insurance on my body. That's what I would do. On your physical body? Yeah, because I don't know how the pay structure works if you're injured. I don't know how that works. I mean, what... I mean, you're, you're working at a million dollars a week. I got to protect that million dollars a week. College athletes do that now. So, yeah, I mean, that's the only thing. That's probably the first thing I would do. And then uh, then I would try to use that branding of a million dollars, get paid another million dollars from Nike or something. I don't know. You're, <laughs> like, bo- you're boring. You did no trips, no exotic cars, no. Well, I guess what the scariest thing, I can't imagine being an athlete, but it's also being in any type of competitive job market would be you got to be – worth that million dollars so what do i mean he himself probably has to do a lot of training he's a small dude and i mean i i get it yes there's there's endless but you when know, you make that kind of money it doesn't matter what you do because you're always going to have the money so either i spend it now or spend it later i'm always going to have it because i'm making a million dollars a week so okay well an answer i was kind of looking for like what i would do ice cream for everybody is that what you're looking for i would take my grandmother to ireland and oh. take her back oh, to her so home sweet. country. That's yeah. so sweet. I'm hoping she's listening right now. She and on that travel, you get held up, and someone shoots you in the leg. And then, because uh, Ireland, everyone knows how dangerous that area. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> they just actually kidding. came out with a report that um, <laughs> in Ireland, they took the leftover uh, leftovers from the whiskey distills, and they used it to power a car and to operate a, a motor vehicle. And they were saying that like 10% of the whiskey that comes out of those distilleries is actual whiskey, but 90% of it is leftover waste. And they said we can, they were trying to see if they could use that waste. What does this have to do with? I don't know nothing, but it's cool. It's an interesting thing. Do you want to drink it? No. Oh, I do love whiskey, but you know, we can power cars on whiskey. We'll be drunk driving constantly. Oh, it smells so bad. (laughs) 
All right. Anyways, guys, back on to our, our sports talk. Uh, NBA madness. So NBA Summer League is going on right now. Um, Markel Fultz had a sprained ankle um, over late last week for the 76ers. And everybody from the, the Sixers organization just held their breath, couldn't believe what they were seeing. Uh, but even the coach at the who was at the game said, he wasn't too worried about the situation. Uh, once he saw the replay of it, he, he knew it wasn't a high ankle sprain. He, he knew it wouldn't be anything more than a couple of weeks. Um, but you're having performances. I mean, Fultz was playing really well. Um, Jason Tatum for the Celtics has been dominating. Uh, Lonzo Ball has not disappointed. And he's living up to Daddy Ball's, you know, large, large mouth and cashing some large checks. And then the Kings situation with De'Aaron Fox had, you know, outperforming a lot of expectations there as well. And so um, I think the only one that is not panning out right now is uh, the draftee from France for the Knicks. Uh, so, but the question there is that everybody's perform or everybody's been asking is, should these high-end, you know, lottery draft picks actually participate in the D-League, or not in D-League, in the Summer League? Um throughout the summer and, the, and should they actually compete or should these teams force them, you know, and saying, Hey, look, we're investing a lot of money and a lot of time into, into you and, and into making you the next, you know, LeBron James, quote unquote, but you know, it, and should, so should they have the right to sit them out and say, no, you're not going to play in our summer league. And me personally, they're going to play no matter what it, it's, it's, a lot similar to, um, you know, oh, who was the pitcher this offseason? He had a, um, a a motorcycle or a dirt bike accident. And it's one of those things where it's just, it was a freak accident. It wasn't intentional. But that, look, these guys are going to do things, you know, they're not going to just sit on a couch for, you know, months on end, go and, and lift some weights and then come home and sit back on the couch. That's not what they're going to do. That's not their lifestyle. They're going to be active and doing things and and some of it's going to be stupid things like riding a dirt bike and some of it's going to be productive things like playing basketball whether they're playing in the summer league or they're playing pickup hoops at a gym or at a basketball street court and it's one of those things where you're not going to control them you're not going to keep them from having a basketball in their hand having a football in their hand having a you know baseball bat or whatever and you're not going to keep them from from you know if they're making a million dollars a week and and some of these guys are making more than that a week you know, they're, they're going to go and they're going to live their lifestyle. They're going to go to Vegas and they're going to, you know, be an idiot for a night, you know, and they're, they're human beings. They're adults. They're, a lot of these guys are in their mid twenties. I mean, with basically a, a, you know, deep, deep pockets and they, they've got money to spend. And so I, I guess I would rather them be under my supervision, even though there's, even though the head coach isn't there actually coaching these games. And even though, um, you know, they're, they've got the trainers on hand and everything like that, but the, the full coaching staff isn't there. I, I know that they're under our team's supervision, and I'd rather them be playing under our team's supervision rather than playing b-ball with some guy who wants to be in the NBA and thinks he can make it and is trying to you know prove himself. And he goes out there and he hurts faults and takes him out for a year, you know. And it and that's that's not like something that wouldn't happen. That that's a probable you know situation so i would rather them be playing under my team's you know faculty supervision and in an organized nba league 
where I know they, you know, they'll, they'll make it through, I guess, essentially, you know, hopefully unscathed. But uh, other than that, the summer league is pretty pointless. You know, the random teams always win because the big names don't ever play in it. And so, you know, I guess people claim that it's a good tell for the future, but in, in reality, it's, it's not because so many things change and everything as far as like trades and free agency and stuff that goes that way. And so speaking of free agency, um, we're now in post NBA free agency and everything like that. And everything I've been hearing basically for the last two, three days is, you know, one analyst after another saying, well, this is my winner and this is my losers for the NBA free agency, who did what and, and everything. And so basically the consensus came out that the winners of NBA free agency were the Thunder, the Celtics, and the Kings. And then the losers were the Cavs, Knicks, and Pacers. Okay. First of all, you can't say that anybody is a winner or a loser in this sort of situation. In this particular free agency, there is no point in having this conversation. There is no point in giving your opinion Everybody with, you know, half a brain and the ability or a platform to share their opinion has shared their opinion. And I can guarantee you every one of them is wrong because nobody, or at least none that I saw, said that they're the correct winner. And the correct winner is Golden State. And they're, they're the winner because they took $9 million off of the table for Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant still signed a contract with them. They re-signed Curry and that sealed their fate for another year guaranteed of championship, of a championship. And so there is no winners. There's only one winner, and that's Golden State. And then as far as the losers go, yeah, okay, the Cavs didn't make the moves they needed to make. And it probably is going to lead to LeBron saying adios at the end of this upcoming season. The Knicks are just terrible and their front office is awful and they can't get anybody to you know come in and take their you know interview process serious for the GM position and the Pacers yeah they they lost key players and they took on two terrible contracts that's going to put them in the hole for a lot of money but come on the, the, nobody nobody improved enough and nobody was going to improve enough the Rockets got a lot better but a lot better is not good enough to take down the Pacers. And so the, it's, it's, it's a wash, essentially. And unless something major happens in the injury department for the Warriors next season, then this is all just meaningless and irrelevant. And I can't believe how big of a deal everybody is making about the free agency period. It's been fun, and I've enjoyed it, and it's been entertaining to see where pieces have fallen. And if the Warriors weren't what they are, it would have been a very entertaining offseason. It would have been a very entertaining 2018 basketball season. But unfortunately, it's it's not that way. So, all right, guys, we're going to go to a break, and we're going to uh, talk the All-Star game and the Home Run Derby and everything when we come back uh, here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget, guys, come find me at uh, Facebook at Jake from Sports Talk. Drop me a chat. Let me know what you think. 
get involved in the conversation or send me an email at jake from sports talk at gmail.com all right guys we'll be right back our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors want to expand your brand awareness reach the hyper local audience in montgomery county lone star community radio sponsorships accomplish this want to see our stats and rates check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on iartlonestar.com. Glad to have you back in. For the third segment, we're going to talk a little all-star baseball game. Uh, send me a, an email, guys. I, I, want to, I want to know what you thought of not just the outcome or anything like that, but, but of the overall general importance of this game. I was talking to somebody, uh, I guess it was Tuesday or Monday or whatever it was, and they were telling me that they didn't know that the importance uh, or the significance of the game had been stripped away from the all-star break. Or from the all-star game and they they didn't realize that you know now this game was essentially meaningless whereas beforehand if, if you didn't know beforehand the winner of the all-star game determined you know who had home field advantage uh, as far as play or style of play for the uh world series and so now they they stripped that that title aware or that consequence away from the all-star game and i use the word consequence not reward because i personally think it it, it was a, a downside it was a bad thing and why in my opinion I, I don't understand why something that has no impact on you know regular season play or anything like that why that should determine anything to do or why that should have anything to do with the the, the playoffs the playoffs you know world series wise it just makes no sense it, it you know, so I, I went on my high horse last week about that. And if you missed last week's show, make sure you go over to YouTube uh, or Google Play, iTunes, all the, uh, my last, all four, five, four, whatever episode we're on now, four episodes previous, all of those are up on the, on those platforms. And you can, uh, you can catch up on all the shows and everything like that. And then this show will be up uh, coming probably at the end of the day or tomorrow, one of the two. So, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, outside of that, uh, the All-Star game, it was it was a normal baseball game. There's nothing special about it, but um, what I actually did like, and, and kudos to Fox here on this, and I don't say that very often, I'm not a huge fan of Fox sports productions. Uh, I don't like what they do with their football. I don't like their commentators for that. Obviously, Joe Buck is involved in that, but I don't like how they do the U.S. Open. I think they've ruined that golf tournament, which is terrible because that's an awesome golf tournament to watch and, and to go to and stuff. But, you know, Fox makes it nearly unbearable to watch. And you, I, I can't watch with, with audio and I have to turn it off. But one thing Fox did yesterday with the All-Star game that I truly liked was they mic'd up the outfielders and the broadcasters were directly communicating with these, you know, talking on live camera while play is going on with these outfielders and it, it, Bryce Harper was one of them. Um, oh, who was the other one? Uh, Springer. 
George, yeah, George Springer out in the outfield as well. And it was a ton of fun to to see how they set up and everything. They had the camera directly on them, and, and they would ask him a question right as the pitch was coming, and, and the players just completely ignored the question. And, you know, you saw them get ready and everything. And it was just really neat to experience that with them and stuff like that. But I want to take it to the next level. Baseball, that is a very advanced intuitive sort of platform and that is very modern and ahead of the curve sort of thinking that you know fox put into play and and i want to do that for every national broadcasted game i want to have not just outfielders i want to have infielders mic'd up i want to have pitchers i want to have catchers i mean imagine having in the middle of a game your pitcher you're talking to him and as he's he's you know, staring down at the catcher, he's getting the signs and he's shaking off a sign and the, and the commentator, you know, God forbid it's Joe Buck, but if it's Joe Buck is asking him, you know, you know, why did you shake off that sign? And he says, ah, the catcher doesn't know what he's talking about. This isn't part of our game plan. You know, I, I just think that come from a compelling aspect, you know, it would just be so much fun to watch it, or, you know, even like the go back to the Red Sox, Baltimore Orioles conflict at the beginning of the season, you know, with the Manny Machado, you have Manny Machado mic'd up at the plate and you're, you're, you know, in his ear and, and he's responding to you in between pitches and, you know, he's getting thrown at, he's getting beamed, you know, pitches flying by his head. You can hear the whiz of the ball go past in the microphone and he's getting all hot and heated and, and just imagine the, be able to communicate with him after he gets hit by that pitch and he's, you know, taking his base and he's walking down to first base and, and you know, whatever the whoever the commentator is, is having a personal conversation with him about getting hit and what he thinks about it. It's the next age of, of and I really think that's where, you know, sports broadcasting is going. It's getting that direct, pure, unfiltered, and obviously the, the, the seven-second delay, they'll have to put the bleeps in there and all that good stuff. But I think that's a really cool idea, and I, I like that Fox did it for the All-Star game. I think it gave it an extra element. But as far as the lack of importance, you know, that this game has, I don't think it took away anything from the appeal of the game, at least from a player's standpoint. They played like it was any other game. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, you look at the pitchers. They, that was a pitching duel. It was, you know, it was a kind of a boring baseball game to watch because it was a pitcher's duel. And if you aren't, you know, a super baseball fan, you're probably not going to enjoy that game as much as, you know, the diehard fan is because there was less less offense, but, you know, it was still a really good game. Those pitchers were going out, and they were giving it their all. They were, you know, they understood that, hey, I'm in here for an inning, maybe two or even less than an inning, a half an inning or whatever it may be, and they were throwing, you know, high heat up in the upper 90s, and, and I think Sale had one pitch uh, at 100, and, uh, you know, and, and then you looked at the Red Sox closer, Kimbrell, who almost blew the game in the bottom of the ninth for the AL team, and you could see the frustration on his face. He wasn't getting the calls from, you know, Joe uh, Webb, who was the umpire at home plate. And um, and you could see that, you know, that was really frustrating. They got, you know, second and third, two outs. And Kimbrell went up there and did what Kimbrell does. And he struck out and or he struck out the batter and everything like that. And it was a great, it was a great at bat. And you saw the passion from it. And I hate to, you know, show my Red Sox fandom here, but Mookie Betts turning the double play in the outfield, uh, making the throw from, you know, making the catch in the outfield and throwing it into second to get, you know, to get the tag tag out. 
when the runner made that move, you you know you you know that runner was thinking, oh, this is an all star game. He's gonna you know lollygag this. No, they took it serious. I mean, he took it seriously. He turned that double play. But then yeah, and then you look at uh, Cruz going up to home plate. Nelson Cruz going up to home plate and and asking Joe Webb, who is not my favorite umpire. He's got a terrible strike zone in my in my opinion. He's definitely a batter's umpire, but he's he's umped, he's called over. 5,000 games? Yeah, over 5,000 games now in his career. And Nelson Cruz, you know, took a second to, you know, have Molina take a picture of, of Cruz and, and Webb together and, and to ad- admire the fact that, you know, Mr. Webb, umpire Webb, has been a part of this game for that long, you know, and the history is so rich there with him. And and so, I, you know, they were still able to have fun with it, and I think it was, I think it was a better experience than what most people probably would have, you know, expected and so I'm curious. I want to know what people, you know, really think. If they think that, hey, look, this is, you know, that was this as good as our, was it as, as compelling? And did the players try as hard as I think they did, you know, in comparison to years past where this actually had some meaning? And I think the managers took it just as serious. I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that overall, all around, minus Miami's fan base or Miami's citizens not really showing up for the game, which, I mean, a lot of people kind of expected that. No no fan in that state of or of the Miami Marlins in general in that city likes the owner of the Marlins, and I think most of them are pretty happy that he's he's selling the, uh, the franchise and, you know, good riddance as far as baseball is probably concerned. Home run derby. Kind of disappointed. Uh, I, I wanted Stanton. I wanted Judge. I wanted head to head, and Stanton showed up and pooped his pants. I mean, got knocked out in the first round. Uh, yeah, it just it, I, I was very disappointed in in that fact. And um, but overall, overall, the home run derby was great, and the new format I love. I would I would make a few more tweaks uh, to it. One would be don't make it. Don't make that first round uh, head-to-head. You know, I, I want to see just eight batters go up, four minutes on the clock. Every batter gets a full four minutes, and then top four advance. You do the 30-second bonus time there. If they hit over, I think it's what was it? It was 440. 440 feet twice, you get 30-second bonus. I love that idea. I love it. It made it really Really exciting, and then from there you do a head-to-head sort of competition. But uh, outside of that, I mean, I loved it. Quick stats from Judge, who hit the ceiling twice, once in warm-up and once during the actual home run derby. They they didn't know what to do. They they didn't know how to rule the uh, call. They didn't know uh, the uh, the umpires or the officials that were calling the the home run derby when it hit the home run or when it hit the when he hit the home the home run. It essentially hit the ball and it hit the ceiling. They call it not a home run, and I disagree with that. I mean, if you hit the, if you went high enough to hit the ceiling and that far away to hit the ceiling, it was, I mean, that thing was probably going to go into the atmosphere, and you know, join the international space station up there. But yeah, so judge, judge overall of the total thing had um, forty-seven home runs, which fell short of actual Stanton's uh, from last last year, and then his longest ball of the competition was five hundred thirteen feet, and uh, overall the entire. A distance of all of his home runs combined uh, was 3.9 miles. That is incredible. All right, we have to go to a break. And uh, my 
engineer is pushing me towards the break right now and i want to make one more note about the all-star game the american league average age of their starting roster was 26 years old think about that 26 years old is the average age for the american league all-stars starters just the starters not including everybody that was in the background that's incredible the future of baseball from a player standpoint is ripe and ready and i think they they've got some they got some you know bright futures ahead of them as far as the sport is concerned so hey when we come back we're gonna talk football i'm so excited first time on my new show we're gonna talk football and i can't wait to get around to it you're listening to jake from state jake from uh, jake from sports talk here on lone star community radio 104.5 106.1 worldwide on irslonestar.com we'll be right back Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six to take your first step into the radio world. chills every time i hear it man oh football season is close we're so close august is around the corner less than two weeks away and i I know two days will be starting up soon for the high school programs and everything like that and then you know we've got sec media week going on right now and oh just the fact that football is back and here and ready um i've already so dick i'm gonna probably take this friday off or not not this friday coming up but the Friday before the start of the uh, college football season, LSU is playing here in Houston against BYU. We're playing the Mormons, and uh, I, my buddies and I actually bought tickets to it today. So I, it's going to be a full-out party all weekend sort of situation for that. So I may have to take Monday that Monday off too as well. But we'll see. We'll, we'll get around to that when that comes around. But, yes, I'm so excited. Got my LSU Go Tigers Geox, baby. Woo! Uh, for the opening day against BYU, I'm really excited to uh, oh, just to get out there and tailgate and smell that Cajun Cajun cooking. If you've never been to an LSU tailgate, I wouldn't recommend going to a road one. Not not just that it's not great; it's it's going to be fantastic and it's a ton of fun. I've I've done a couple up at the uh, Jerry World up in Dallas, um, but if you've if you've never been to one at Baton Rouge, go go get Go down there. Go go get involved. Just, if you don't know anybody, go walk around. People will invite you up to their tailgate. They'll invite you to eat food and stuff like that. And that's not to you know brag on LSU because I am a Tigers fan. Go to Ole Miss. The Grove is wonderful. A and M has a fun tailgate in you know, a life too. Uh, UT's not so much, but A and M great. I love their tailgating life. Um, 
you know, Alabama. I, I have yet to be, I have yet to go to an Alabama tailgate. Um, I, but I hear it. I hear it's wonderful. I hear it's awesome. Um, so yeah, but if you ever get the chance to go to Baton Rouge, go try some, some true gumbo and jambalaya and, and, you know, crawfish and, and they're cooking it fresh there. And, and you just, you walk out there and the smell, the aroma, oh, there's nothing like a Saturday at Death Valley in Baton Rouge. So that, but that's enough of my, my gator or my, uh, tiger talk right there. So, um, overall SEC media week has been pretty you know, pretty slow starting. No, nothing major has really happened up to this point. Um, the fiasco with uh, Ole Miss and their recruiting violations from a few years back, and and the basically the, the sanctions that are being alleged right now by the uh, NCAA. Ole Miss has come out and said, you know, look, we're not going to comment a whole lot on it, you know, because we we really didn't do anything wrong here, but. You know, that's about the extent of what we're going to say. So, you know, that that's outside of that, that's about the only juicy story that's really occurred so far. Nick Saban had a press conference, and he, he made his little Saban jokes, you know, dry and humorless and no emotion. And he cracked one smile, I think. But in a, overall, it was your typical coach talk. Yeah, you know, we blew it last, uh, last season in the championship game. We didn't finish, which, you know, was shocking. But, you know, it... it opened our eyes that we got to learn some few things here and there. But from just a pure SEC football standpoint, looking at, you know, who is favored this year out of the East and who's favored out of the West, out of the East come, you know, everybody's saying that it's Georgia or Florida. I think Florida's got the better team uh, in, in that. And and I am going to go ahead and say that, you know, Florida's going to take the, the victory there. And then out of the West, it's going to be the same thing as every year. It, it, we're going to beat each other up. And we're going to get through, you know, probably, I don't know, probably four or five games where it's just going to be compelling football. And then towards the end, it's going to, you know, slowly drop off because we're all going to be tired. And at the end of the day, unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say this, I got to, I got to go ahead and pick Alabama to win the, win the West again. I, I mean, A&M doesn't have a quarterback and their quarterback situation is, is as big of a mess as, you know, LSU's is not that not that I don't trust Ogeron to put together a solid offense and to run a better offense than what Les Miles ran. I just don't I don't trust I don't I haven't or they haven't earned my trust yet in the quarterback position and they've they've been terrible in that department. They haven't been able to recruit in that department. And I'm hoping that the the purebred Louisiana boy that Ogeron is will be able to change that pattern. But as of right now, I can't say that I, I trust them to go out and win 11 games, 12 games, uh, and, and win the SEC overall. And, and then if, if it does come down to Florida versus Alabama or anybody, Alabama versus anybody in the East, I don't think Tennessee is going to be there this year. They're, they're going to have a, a drop-off from what they did last year. Um, you know, Missouri is not going to be anything to be concerned about there either. So... You know, I, I think it, whoever comes out of the West, I think they're going to lose to, you know, Alabama. In, or, sorry, anybody who comes out of the East is going to lose to Alabama in the West, unfortunately. Again, it goes against my purple and, and gold blood that's flowing through my veins. But, you know, there's there's a difference between being a fan and being a realistic fan. And, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty realistic fan, so overall. Um, other than that, outside of the SEC, and, and, you know, guys, look, SEC is the – is the best conference head to toe, in my opinion. 
and I know that's going to spark up some some controversy, and I'm sure some people are going to be out there yelling at me, you know, oh, you're dissing the Pac-12, you're dissing the Pac. Yeah, well, you're right, and you know, Big Ten is another great conference, but I think they're going to be. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, uh, down performances compared to where we were at the past couple of years. Uh, Michigan isn't going to be as good this year. Michigan State's not going to be as good this year. Um, you're going to see Ohio State come pretty strong out of there again. And I think that I would probably favor right now Ohio State over Alabama uh, to win the national championship. I think they're going to have a lot of uh, they're going to have a lot of those young guys come back, and they've got a very strong return returning team and everything there. So uh, big matchups week one. Uh, or one of the biggest, we got a minute, so I got to close this out. One of the biggest matchups week one to go back to the SEC is going to be Alabama versus Florida State. Florida State has uh, it, it, one of the most uh, returning, yeah, one of the largest returning classes in um, all of college football. And to see how Alabama comes out week one and faces what is going to be a, a prepared team in Florida State and, and the Chaka over there we'll, we'll see how that plays out that's going to be a fun game to watch but i will be at reliance stadium ready to go for that lsu game it's gonna be a lot of fun so hey guys you've been listening to jake from sports talk here on lone star community radio 104.5 106.7 worldwide on ir lonestar.com if you missed anything guys go get the recording go watch it on youtube go download it on google play or itunes follow the show at facebook at jake from sports talk uh, and follow the station at Lone Star Community Radio. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next Wednesday. Better than ever. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.